This is Gulf Coast Life. I'm Mike Canary. Thanks for joining us. Governor Ron DeSantis appointed six new trustees at New College of Florida in January, and they have already begun radically changing the state's public honors college. Their first step was replacing the school's president, Patricia Oker, and replacing her with Richard Corcoran, a former Republican Speaker of the Florida State House and DeSantis's first Commissioner of Education, and paying him nearly $400,000 more than his predecessor. Their second step was abolishing the office at New college that handles diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. Critics say it all amounts to a conservative overhaul of the small, traditionally progressive college with about 700 students. One of the new trustees, right-wing activist Christopher Rufo, recently tweeted, quote, we will be shutting down low-performing, ideologically captured academic departments and hiring new faculty. The student body will be recomposed over time. Some current students will self-select out. Others will graduate, will recruit new new students who are mission aligned, end quote. I spoke last Wednesday with a current professor at New College, a current student, and a New College alumnus to get their reactions to what's unfolding. Let's hear that conversation now. Dr. Glenn Whitehouse is Associate Dean of the College of Arts and Sciences here at Florida Gulf Coast University and a New College of Florida graduate. Glenn, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Miriam Wallace is a professor of English at New College of Florida. Professor Wallace, thanks for being here. Thank you. And Libby Harity is a second-year student at New College studying political science and French language and culture and is the school student senate president. Libby, welcome to the show. Thank you. Professor Wallace, I want to start with you and some first principles. Um, How long have you been at New College? What drew you there? And then can you go on and just explain what New College is as if somebody has never heard of it before? Sure. So um, I answered a job ad the way academia works. They do national searches. So you answer advertisements and then you hope that you get a call back and do an interview. So I arrived here in 1995 as a visiting assistant professor filling in for someone who had recently taken a job elsewhere. And the next year I was a candidate for the permanent position and I got lucky and I won. Um, So I've been here for quite a long time now. Part of what drew me, um, aside from just wanting a job, right, was that my own undergraduate work had been at a small liberal arts college. And I really loved the intimacy of that setting, the sort of intensive work that you do, the way that faculty um, become kind of a model of what an adult might look like with the surrounded by sort of intellectual rigor and surrounded also, I will say, by um, other brilliant students. I would say the, the lateral learning that happens at a really good liberal arts college from student to student is just as important as what happens between the faculty and the students or in the classroom. And that sort of explains why New College has been such a happy home for me for a really long time. Um, I would say one of the things that is unique here, I went to an undergraduate school that had um, letter grades and where um, you signed up for courses in order to you know, jump through the right hoops to get to your major, um, which is a pretty typical model. What we do here that's a little bit different is um, that we ask students to sit down with a faculty advisor every semester and think about what they're taking, but not just what they're taking, to think about what their short-term and long-term goals are. We have a document we call a contract that we use to do this advising work, and then we both sign it. So what are your long-term goals, which might be working towards your major? What are your short-term goals, which might be getting enough sleep? It might be improving your writing. You know, What courses are you planning to take? We'll talk about how do you balance uh, courses that are heavy reading and writing, courses that are heavy hands-on lab work, and courses that might get you out of your mind and into your body. Think dance, think um, performing arts. 
to sort of make a well-rounded semester that will keep you sort of doing your best work across different fields. The second thing that New College is super famous for is that we still adhere to something many schools used to do, which is that rather than using a numeric or letter grade to let you know how you've done it at the end of the term, we use what I would call a narrative performance evaluation. And when I try to explain this to parents, right, one of the things I mentioned is, I mean, I get a narrative evaluation at the end of every semester. I get evaluated by my supervisor. That was also true when I was working in business. So this is actually a fairly standard model. What's helpful here, though, is that it allows us to track what people are doing well and where there's room for improvement, where they could go further. So that instead of saying, you're an A student, you're done, you don't have to do more, or you know, you're just pulling Cs, you really need to up your game, we can kind of meet the student where they are and say, okay, here's what I'd like to see you do next paper. Here's what I'd like to see you do next term. And then to sort of double back, um, the entire contract also gets an overview by the contract sponsor, by the student's advisor, who looks at the whole semester and says, here are the patterns I see. Here are the areas for improvement next term. Um, and the student also writes a reflection on how they think that semester went. So we're really trying to think longitudinally about what someone is doing rather than just accruing credits, accruing what we call butts and seats time, number of hours spent in class, and actually building towards some kind of, of mastery. The third thing that is not entirely unique but quite unusual in the States is the tutorial system. So students can um, work out with faculty through negotiating um, something that counts as a course credit that is a tutorial. It can be a one-on-one -on -one or it can be a small group. It's loosely modeled on Oxford's tutorial model. I'll mention that I just found out recently that Ohio University also does them. So it's, um, it's a chance to sort of take something you're interested in and take it deeper and further and sort of begin to learn how to do that work on your own, whether that's you know, sciences, laboratory work, or whether that's um, you know, deep study of classics and philosophy. Sounds very hands-on. Libby, tell us about yes. yourself and you know, what you're studying there at New College and what drew you to it. And is that hands-on nature that she was just describing what drew you to it, or is it more than that? Well, absolutely. So uh, I came to New College right after uh, the peak of the coronavirus pandemic, mm. um, coming out of a really unique high school experience on top of being an international baccalaureate student. So I was looking for a very, very specific environment for my continued higher education. So I applied to at least 21 different schools and was accepted into pretty much all of them, uh, including New College, which invited me by name in a letter that was handwritten to come and take a tour. And I could not say no. And I am so glad that I didn't because I came to New College and my decision was made. Uh, there is such a tight knit community here that shows from the second you step foot here. And it's displayed through the hands-on work that we do in our um, academic environments. So I came into New College already being used to small class environments and it seemed only natural to come to a school that was not only based on those small class environments, but which thrived on professor to student relationships. Can you describe campus life, you know, from the student perspective, you know, the campus culture there, just, you know, paint a picture of the non-academic side of things. 
Well, as a student who participates a lot in our student life, I could describe it in a word as casual. Uh, everybody's very familiar with one another. We are a teeny tiny school and there's only about 700 students on campus. Um, so you know everyone you're passing by and you view them with respect and kindness, uh, which is really essential to the environment that we create here at New College. Everybody wears what they want, does what they want, and respects that everyone else is going to do the same. Could you describe a unifying thread of what makes a new college student a new college student? I would say uniqueness. In some ways, I would describe it sometimes as quirkiness. Um, new college attracts students who don't fit the mold, trailblazers and open-minded individuals who come to really find their specific niche. Glenn, you graduated from New College. How long ago was that, and what drew you to it? It's been a while. Uh, what drew me to New College? What drew me to New College was um, discovering it at a college fair. I was an Orlando area high school student, and I just got interested. And uh, you know, I'll tell you what my my father actually, um, who worked in the state university system, was a little reluctant about the no grades thing. He said, "Well, mm -hmm. you know, let's let's go visit this place before we commit to it." And we went down. We took the tour. And uh, we said, well, let's see if we can talk to a professor. We didn't have an appointment or anything. We went into the division office uh, and went and saw the, the head of the department. Uh, he talked to us for almost an hour. When we walked out, my father said, you should definitely go here. <laughs> hmm. uh, you know, that kind of close relationship with faculty, I think, is something that I, we, we immediately saw even just with a short visit. And that's something that was definitely, um, definitely borne out during the time that I was there. Um, what would you say to people who question its nontraditional academic model? Like, what do you see as its strengths? I think it has a lot of strengths. You know, I think that um, one of the things that is really valuable, uh, yeah, as you know, uh, one of the things I do here at FGCU is work on um, career development for liberal arts students to think about, like, what does it, you know, what does somebody need in order to be kind of prepared for the jobs of the future? You know, one big theme, uh, you know, we've been hearing so much about uh, generative AI and chat GPT. You know, one theme that, that I think comes through is that as, as machines become more um, a part of our working lives, it's really important to cultivate the habits that can't be done by machines or can't be done well by machines. And, and I really think that um, a new college education is in some ways the perfect education for the world that we live in now because I think it's the things like creativity, cross-disciplinary knowledge. Um, uh, the ability to sort of work out a project and actually commit to it and plan it through, that's supported by the thesis system. One thing that wasn't mentioned that I think is actually pretty neat about the academic uh, system is that there's there's not really a as prescriptive a set of gen ed requirements in New College mm -hmm. as there is elsewhere. And what that means is that we all wound up taking our general education at the upper division level. You know, you go into a, a, a junior or senior level course at New College and probably half the people in there are not in your concentration. And so we all walked out with a kind of, um, with a much more kind of uh, intense engagement across disciplines than I think somebody whose main mm. you know, point of identification is their own major. That's something I very much noticed when I went to grad school. My peers in graduate school were as prepared as I was in that field, but I had a, uh, I had a much uh, more intensive um, kind of introduction to the sort of the, the fields that were next door than they did, who maybe only, um, 
only encountered that in an Intro to X course. Um, okay, let's pivot to recent events now. Professor Wallace, I'm going to come back to you. What did you think and feel when it first became clear that uh, our Governor DeSantis had planned to what appears to be fundamentally change New College? I mean, the thing that struck me was I thought they should come actually come here and visit and find out what we actually do because um, some of the accounts of us don't sound like the school that I know. Um, the kinds of things that um, Dr. Whitehouse describes, the intense conversations that spill over from classrooms into evening hours and weekends. You know, I teach both some pretty traditional stuff and some pretty contemporary stuff. Um, I think a lot of the things that, that people really want to develop a thinking citizenship in Florida is exactly what we do. Well, how would you say the sentiment is among faculty? You know, like, you know, we'll get to the meeting that occurred yesterday, but as, right. ch as concrete changes start to occur, what's the sentiment there among faculty, if you could, you know, hi hypothesize or speculate? Right. I mean, you know, we're sort of, we're sort of in two different um, spaces at the same time. On the one hand, um, you know, people are teaching classes right now, right? So um, so we're doing the work. We do the work we always do. We meet with students, we teach classes, we prepare for classes. We're thinking we just put in our our classes for next next fall, right? And we're already thinking book orders and syllabi. So that work always goes on. Um, the thesis sponsorship always goes on. The planning for end of semester um, oral exams. Every student here does a major senior project. It's usually a two-semester project. And then we hold an hour and a half to two-hour oral examination, you know, which can range from a pretty solid, uh, a more contentious defense in fields like political science, where that's the model, to more of an intensive conversation about where this project might go, which is very much you know, the way I talk to other scholars, in fact. And at the same time, um, you know, we're trying to grapple with um, the fact that we don't really have any leadership right now, right? We've just got a new president on campus. We don't know him. He doesn't know us. He knows us a little bit through BOG, through the Board of Governors perspective. That's a very, very um, up in the clouds perspective. That's not a down on the ground. There's a lot of down on the ground work that has to happen to keep an institution running, to keep, you know, staff have to do a lot, faculty have to do a lot, students have to do a lot. And um, so we're all trying to sort of grapple with that in the middle of this maelstrom of um, media attention and confusion about money and um, changes in leadership and um, lots of talk about changing the curriculum. And we have no idea what that means. So it's just a very it's a very difficult. It's emotionally difficult. It's intellectually difficult. Um, and mostly we're just trying to you know, to keep doing the work that we need to do to fulfill our obligation to the students that we helped bring here. Libby, what about you and your fellow students? Um, you know, what have you felt and thought as this has unfolded and what are you hearing from your fellow students? Well, it's been sort of tumultuous in terms of student attitude and understanding of what is going on behind the scenes uh, with regards to these issues with the Board of Trustees and the the new interim president. Most students, when the announcement was made that the new trustees were appointed, were off campus working on mm -hmm. um, various independent study projects. So there was a lot of initial fear that students were experiencing because of the divisiveness of media coverage of our teeny tiny school that could be affected badly by if something if something went crazy. Um, I think now, as things have begun to become more concrete, as a student government member, I've been able to see the students really 
form rank behind their student leaders. I've seen immense support for our um, New College Student Alliance president, Grace Keenan, Mm -hmm. and the work that she does as a trustee. And she has just been fantastic at not just managing the stress of working through all of these changes being made to structure and administration, um, but also in managing the stress of the entire student body collectively. I work closely with her as the Senate president in relating directly to the student body and uh, allowing them to have a platform to speak on how they feel about these issues. And overwhelmingly, the student discussions that have been had at uh, Senate meetings, which I lead, and other uh, student meetings, is a feeling that we're not going anywhere and we have to work together to make that happen. New College is incredibly unique and has gone through iteration after iteration of leadership. And the students are really identifying with that now. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also, um, on the other hand, a student organizing effort, which has been um, pretty valiant in um, in their pushing for support for our faculty and um, for various marginalized students. Glenn, what did you think when you first saw this start to unfold? Well, I'll put my parent hat on here. As you know, uh, my son graduated from New College uh, last year, just last year. So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm angry, you know, and, um, you know, feeling like my son's degree is going to have an asterisk next to it, you know, and, and I'll, I'll switch back to being a philosopher, you know, like, Aristotle says anger is a moral emotion that comes to play when somebody treats you as if you're of no account. And, and I think that's, yeah. that, that's why I'm angry, right? People are treating my son, myself, my school as if it doesn't matter. And it's, com- it's completely unjustified and, uh, and, and, and deeply, deeply cynical. Uh, the school did nothing to deserve this, nothing. It's done nothing but produce uh, excellent education for extraordinary students uh, for 50-odd years uh, to have this kind of dragged into a, a frankly, political drama is, is just not right. Uh, I think the school has a very good chance of surviving it. You know, um, back when I was a student, uh, we had a, uh, we were New College of USF, so uh, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term, we, we had a colonial governor back then. And we survived it. And so, I mean, I, I think the chances of New College surviving this is actually pretty high. But I think it's it's really um, I'm I'm glad that sort of the fortitude, the creativity, and the moral strength of new college students is as good as it is because I think they're going to mm-hmm. need it to get through this short term issue. Can I jump in? Absolutely. Great. So I just want to pick up on two things that both Libby and um, and Glenn are bringing up for me. One of them is is simply that. On many college campuses, and I was just visiting Duke uh, this week, I just got back this morning, in fact, um, and it was a lovely campus, so I'm not saying Duke is like this, but I will say that, you know, academics are a contentious bunch, right? We have areas of expertise, we're used to debating topics pretty heatedly, we teach students how to do that. You know, on some campuses, you would kind of expect there to be fractures between people. That just doesn't happen here. And it's not because we all think in the same way. It's because we're used, because there is a shared value for what this place is able to do for everybody, regardless of, you know, what kind of a career you want to go into, what your political position is, et cetera. We produce people who like to think critically and who aren't afraid of interesting and difficult and challenging conversations. So that was one of the things that I was thinking about, and I forgot what the other one was. It, it, 
I, I'd, I'd love to just add alongside that, that um, one of the things that I've been saying as a, a student ambassador who works in admissions to parents who uh, approach me concerned about how the culture on campus could potentially change, I tell them that the people who come to New College come to New College because they like the unique academic system and it produces minds that will unite under that. Um, so I think Professor Wallace really hit it on the nose with saying that um, the people who come to New College are ready to protect New College. Libby, were you at yesterday's meeting when the Board of Trustees abolished the office that handles diversity, equity, and inclusion? I was not present at the meeting. Uh, I had been present at the rally beforehand, but then I had a class. So. Hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, Miriam, were you there by chance? I was not. I've been reading up on it since, but I was uh, I was out of the state at the time, in fact. Oh, yeah, you were at Duke. Uh, well, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? I mean, that seems to be maybe one of the first sort of, you know, action items of something that's really, really happened now. What do you think? Right. And we all all been sort of waiting to see what that was going to look like. So we, we, you know, they had signaled that this was something they planned to do. One of the things I was thinking about is that... Um, the terminology is getting thrown around a DEI sort of shorthand for diversity, equity, inclusion, and it's become a fairly familiar term, but it takes a number of different forms at different places. Sometimes belonging is, is part of the terminology. Different schools, different corporations use different series of letters. Ours was UI outreach and uh, Office of Outreach and Inclusive Excellence. And I just want to flag the outreach element because I think it got overlooked because one of the things we wanted was to think about an office that would make sure the college serves everybody. And in fact, I worked with that office a couple of years ago. That was the office that handled our community-focused Mellon grants. Um, it was also an office that was working to get us a Carnegie classification as, for community engagement, which is something the Carnegie classifications are important in higher ed. That's how you become a research university, you become, you know, what have you. So community engagement defines essentially a, a collaboration between institutions of higher education and their larger community that goes both ways. It's not just the institution says, here, we're going to do this for you. Here's a gift. Um, and it's not the community coming and saying, we only want you to do this one thing and nothing else. It's the notion that there's kind of an exchange. And we've been working really hard to sort of make those town gown borders much more permeable. And I think we were really making progress. And I'm really concerned about how this sends a message about is this a campus that is in fact welcoming to all is this a campus that is wanting to be engaged with its community and all of the complexity of our local community so i'm concerned you know i don't think an office does that but i do think that it signals that an institution is putting is trying to put some some of its money where its mouth is so so i think i think the attacks are to my mind ill-considered given what we know about what makes for successful education and what makes for successful corporations is having as many voices as possible at the table, which is kind of what our trustees said they wanted, was they wanted more voices at the table rather than fewer. So I find the whole thing puzzling. Libby, what are your thoughts on the move the trustees made yesterday? Well, it was not at all unexpected. We had been planning for this from the start. Amongst student government officials, the consensus was this is going to happen. And the best that we can hope for is that nobody actually loses their jobs. Our main concern was for the livelihoods of the individuals whose jobs might be affected by these changes, right? Um, so given that the Board of Trustees did dissolve the office, that 
sucks for reasons that Professor Wallace got at perfectly. But the bright side of everything is that most of the people in that office still work at New College and can still continue doing the sort of outreach work that they uh, were previously doing, but under uh, another title. Um, because we won't just be losing the things that these trustees have issues with, um, but we're losing outreach to people like veterans, the local mm -hmm. community, disables individuals, all of that. So we're looking for a silver lining, but in the end, it is quite frankly, a silly decision that they made. Uh, Libby, I was gonna ask you if, if you knew of any fellow students or yourself even who might be considering not staying at New College because of what's unfolding, but based on what you've described as far as how unified the student body is, maybe not. Can you kind of flesh that out? Well, I will say there is a pretty large number of students who are actively considering options like transferring. I would say more than usual. Uh, mm -hmm. And I do have multiple friends personally who have made the decision to not return to New College next year um, and take their uh, academic futures elsewhere. And most of them are sad about it. The feeling amongst individuals who are planning to transfer or thinking about transferring is that they're grieving a place that they wanted to stay in but now feel like they can't because of the attacks on DEI. Students of color, um, other queer individuals like myself feel threatened and just cannot live in an environment and learn in an environment and thrive in an environment that doesn't outright welcome them. So I do, I, yeah, I've got two friends in the building that I'm in right now who are transferring away next year who both feel very, very sad, but that it is necessary for them and their mental health. Uh, Glenn, we're running out of time, so you have to keep it pretty short, but you're an active alumni member. You know, is there a movement among alumni to try to put the brakes on this somehow, or is that even within the alumni's power? No, there, there is a lot of alumni activism around this, um, both within the Alumni Association, of which I'm a part, and in several other alumni organizations that have sprung up in the last four weeks. Um, no, I think this has become a major focus of the alumni community. I was recently at the reunion, and um, as you can imagine, this was about all that we talked about. You know, But I, I think the alumni community, and I, I hope the people at the New College know this, the alumni community is fully committed to um, – to doing anything we can to help the college in these years ahead. And, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, we were all profoundly shaped in our lives by the education we got at New College, and anything we can do to give back uh, in this time of crisis is, um, is something we're going to do. Professor Wallace, any final thoughts? You only have about 20, 30 seconds. The one thing I want to say is I think this whole episode has brought some really long-deserved national attention to the incredible eloquence of our students. There's nothing like watching our student trustee in action or hearing our students on the news media that makes me prouder. All right. Well, that is all the time we have. I want to thank my guests. Miriam Wallace is a professor of English at New College of Florida. Miriam, thank you so much for your time. Most welcome. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Glenn Whitehouse is Associate Dean in the College of Arts and Sciences and Associate Professor in the College of Arts and Sciences at FGCU and also a graduate of New College of Florida. Glenn, thank you. Absolutely. And Libby Harity is a second-year student at New College and is the school student senate president. Libby, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure.
Our show today was produced by yours truly. Our director today is Jared Gonzalez. Our social media coordinator is Tara Callaghan. For now, thank you for listening. I'm Mike Canary. This is WGCU-FM, Fort Myers 90.1, WMKO Marco Island 91.7 FM, NPR for Southwest Florida. Thank you.